Hi guys, welcome to ModPod with Tola and my name is Tola, obviously. Um, I have someone here with me, the doctor, my friend. Um, I've decided to bring him on because, you know, we're going to be talking about COVID, the vaccine and also the controversy that's surrounding the, the, the vaccine. And um, I think, well, Ola, do you want to introduce yourself first? Uh, yes, um, my name is um, Olawale and um, I'm a doctor here in the UK. Um, thank you, Tola, for having me here on the show. Thank you for coming. Okay, so um, yeah, so I want to talk about the vaccine, the COVID vaccine that's currently going on. Um, have you have you had yours? Have you had you know your jab? Yes, uh, you know when this vaccine was. Um, first rode out, um, the health workers, of course, were among the first liners of people that were lined up to take the vaccine. So I have had my first vaccine and um, I think the second dose, I'll be having the second dose in the next four days. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. That's cool. I had mine, I had mine in February. So um, what happened was I actually caught the virus this oh. year. Yes, I caught the virus in january i was really really sick but like i didn't have i didn't have the the symptoms i had okay wait i had fever i had a high fever and that was about it i think that was just the only symptom i had but then i i thought okay i'm gonna be okay let me just take care of myself at home but then the the fever kept going up and up and up and up so i just had to you know go into hospital and then they did a test and like oh i'm sorry you're you're positive <laughs> yeah and what was your reaction like um, it was <laughs> it was uh, i mean I, I i sort of knew that you know maybe i have the virus you know but i wasn't i was just hoping okay maybe it's not but um yeah i wasn't i was like ah wow man but you do you know what i felt like this thing was never gonna go i was in so much pain from the headache yeah i had headache as well so my everything was painful like the lights i couldn't look up in the lights i couldn't do anything i was just temperature was sky high like you know so i called my mom i'm like ah, i have covid she was scared everyone was scared but thank god you know yeah so what i really want to talk about today is um the controversy surrounding because I, I remember it was i think it's been over a year now we've been on lockdown so like when when the thing first started a lot of, there were a lot of talks about it's not covid it's this or mm-hmm. you know the government is trying to do this or that and mm-hmm. did did you did you ever believe any of those things well you know covid is 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 a novel disease in the sense that it's very new and um, a lot of us know little or nothing about it when it first came out so everybody was just trying to make you know guidelines based on our understanding on how viruses see, you know spread and infect people so during that period i think there were a lot of things that were not done on time like when the lockdown was supposed to be uh, in place, there was a sort of delay on the part of the government, every government in every country, including UK, including Nigeria. You know, a lot of people were kind of um, reluctant to actually place people on lockdown. 
because of the economic impact it's going to have. So somehow along the line, we begin to understand and um, know how these viruses, this virus actually spread and infect people. And then, then that was when these um, uh, restrictions about two meter distancing came into being. And yeah. then eventually when we realized that we are not making any headway, mm-hmm. then we have to place the lockdown. So as events unfold, I think we begin to understand more about the virus and then we begin to put all these restrictions in place. So one year down the lane, I think we are actually making very good progress in terms of, you know, putting this virus under check. And with this vaccine in place now, yeah, I think we, we might we might get back to normal life. In quote, very yeah, soon. soon, hopefully, hopefully. But why do you think, because a lot of people, like, they came up with different kinds of talks, like, you know, it's not COVID, even, like, I don't know, it was, the controversy was just a lot surrounding it, like, it's not COVID. Me, for one, I can say, definitely, it's COVID, because I've had it, and I know how it feels. So it's it's not anything that, it's not, it's not anything that I've had before, and, you know, the fight for me in the hospital was, it was serious for me. Like, I was like, man, if I get out of this hospital, I have to do something. I have to celebrate. Like, I just have to, you know, if I survive this. Yeah. So um, when I when I got out, I got a call to say, um, let's let me come for my vaccine. And then I went to the hospital for my vaccine. And the doctor was like, oh, you've just had COVID. You have to be a month clear before you can come yes, back and have COVID yeah, and have the vaccine so they had to rebook me again for the for the vaccine but then okay yeah but then some people were like oh why are you going in um there are a lot of they're using black people as this or that then i don't know they would just want to kill black people you know so many things so i want you to talk about you know the benefits of having this vaccine and why we should have it you know and just just tell people yeah okay thank you very much uh, first let me um address the point where a lot of people especially the blacks and the they call it the ethnic minority yeah ethnic minorities are actually against this vaccine is because they feel this vaccine or this virus is targeted towards them mm-hmm. when you look at the factors that determines how people will react to this infection okay there are factors that determine how severe yeah. um, um, severity of the infection that people will come down with. First of all, obesity is one factor. Right. Obesity is one factor that a lot of people will realize that, you know, when you check the black population, especially in developed countries, mm-hmm. you realize that most of the people that are actually obese are the people who are having this disparity in social determinants of health vis-a-vis poverty, education, and housing. The people that are actually poor are actually the people that are the ethnic minorities. And these are the people that have access to food that might predispose them to having obesity. So because the ethnic minorities are predisposed to having this obesity, poverty, poor housing, and everything, they are more at risk of coming down with more severe form of COVID infection. So the, black, the ethnic minority should not think that this is actually against them. It's just how it is, okay? So uh, presently, the vaccines that have been approved all over the world, of course, I think we have about four now mm-hmm. worldwide. 
we have the Pfizer vaccine, the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, the Moderna, the Moderna vaccine as well. And I think there is Johnson and Johnson in the US as oh, well. Oh, okay, I didn't know. But as far as yeah, as far as the UK is concerned, we only have the Pfizer, Oxford, AstraZeneca, mm-hmm. and then the Moderna vaccines. So it's very important that people take this vaccination, okay, very very seriously, okay. These vaccines. They are currently available and they are highly effective at preventing, you know, COVID, COVID-19. And there are still a number of vaccines still in development as we speak. Right. Getting a vaccine will prevent people from actually getting seriously ill, even if they eventually get the virus. Mm. Getting a vaccine does not necessarily mean that you would never get the virus. No. There are some people that even after getting the vaccine, they can still get that infection. Mm what we call the breakthrough infection. But what the vaccine will basically do is to prevent them from getting a very serious, you know, form of being seriously ill from that COVID vaccine, yeah. okay? Yeah. And this vaccine will ultimately prevent a lot of, you know, hospital admission, you know, use of the intensive care, care unit, which is which was definitely under a lot of pressure at, at, at a point in time. And then it also prevent a lot of deaths, okay? So it's very important that people take this very seriously, not just because of them, but also because of the people that they will come in contact with. Yeah. I'm talking about people who are at risk of even having severe illness. You talk about your own case where you had it. You are very lucky, you know, you are young. Yes, I mean, you know. like, I, I saw, you know, <laughs> the ward I was in, I was in St. George's Hospital, the ward, the ward I was in, they were, you know, it was an infectious ward or whatever, yeah, yeah. and you, people were not allowed to come visit you, you just had to be there, if someone brings food exactly. for you, though, they can't, they, it, once it gets in your room, they, they can't take it out mm-hmm. of the room, they have to put in the bin. Like there were so many wow. steps they had to take to make sure that you know they control the infection, but yeah, um, just wow. tell us what the you know the symptoms to look out for when you have if you have the virus because I just had I had fever and I had just a headache. So okay, uh, first of all, let me say that um, majority of people that have COVID. Um, 19 infection are actually asymptomatic right okay majority are asymptomatic you won't show any symptoms no fever nothing you just feel like everything is fine some of them may just be discovered you know accidentally maybe you in your place of in your place of work they just decided to do random testing and then you realize that you have it okay so majority are actually asymptomatic asymptomatic however in people that show the symptoms the commonest symptom that people have actually reported is fever. Mm. Okay, depending on the type of fever, it could be moderate or it could be high-grade fever. A lot of people have also reported cases of headache, joint pain, loss of um, sense of smell. Okay, loss of sense of taste. Okay, and there are some other people that have you know, bizarre symptoms. There are some symptoms that you may not even know that this is actually COVID. They just feel that they're just feeling weak, you know, weakness, yeah. you know, general mm-hmm. uh, body weakness, just being fatigued. Some of them will say that sleeping excessively. Mm. Okay. So the symptoms that individuals will display for this um, virus mm. varies from one person to another. Okay. And it's very important that, you know, once you feel any of these symptoms, um, fever, 
joint ache, headache, loss of sense of smell, loss of sense of taste, which are usually the commonest one. Mm-hmm. It's very important to get tested for this virus and then do the right thing in form of isolation. Yeah. So as to prevent, you know, to protect um, other people around you. Uh, let me quickly chip in something in here, especially in people in Africa. You know, in Africa, you know, once we have fever, headache, joint ache, what's the, what's the next thing that comes to our mind? Malaria. <laughs> Malaria. <laughs> so we just go straight. A lot of people, I am very sure, a lot of people in Nigeria, which is where we, yeah. we come from anyway, mm-hmm. a lot of people in Nigeria have COVID and they never knew that it was COVID that they had. Yeah. We have this culture of just going to the yeah, just uh, pharmacy, just get away. anti-malaria and yeah. get treatment for malaria. A lot of people will tell you they got better. You got better temporarily because you took um, uh, paracetamol, you took a lot of things that took care of the fever, took care of the headache. And yeah. Took care of the yeah. You didn't actually take care of the virus itself. Mm. So because majority of people who do this self-medication are very young, mm-hmm. of course, you get, you recover from the virus naturally. So I Naturally. Am... It's only the elderly people that are not lucky enough and then they come down with a more severe form of this infection. Yeah, I remember when you just said about the fatigue. The fatigue was one of the things I I also when I was before I was discharged from the hospital, my fever had come down. I was clear of the virus, but I had I was just tired, like I was just tired all the time. And the doctor said, "Yes, yeah, it's, it's normal." <laughs> When you're yes. coming out of something like this, um, you're, you're going to be tired. Just take it easy. So, yeah, I remember that one. Then um, I think I started coughing after like mm. a few days in the hospital. I was coughing and, you know, yeah. Um, with the virus, though, there's no really cure for it because um, what they gave me was... Yes. Mm-hmm. They gave me paracetamol, like, you know, the, yeah. through the drip and they Mm -hmm. also gave me at a point they gave me oxygen then they gave me some antibiotics to just to bring everything down but like i don't think there's any any um sort of cure for it or sort of treatment for it i guess that's why people in nigeria are you know they just treat it the way they want and i think it's like a like a guesswork or something i don't know do you have anything to say in terms of like you know the treatment and things yeah, the treatment, like you rightly pointed out, is basically symptomatic. Mm-hmm. Okay, it is it is the symptoms that you feel that will determine what kind of treatment you are going to get. If you have fever, you have headache, you have joint ache, mm-hmm. then you take painkillers, right. paracetamol, ibuprofen to bring down this temperature to relieve you of this um, headache and joint ache. Um, some people, in some cases, they have tried some antiviral medications in other countries. I don't think that's in practice here, okay? And there are some set of people as well that as of they have also been found to benefit from the use of steroids. Mm. Okay. But this treatment do not actually remove the virus. Okay. You are just trying to put the virus in check. You are trying to control the complications that mm. this virus has already caused in the body. It's not really as if this treatment we actually remove the virus okay so there's really no treatment for it so the, the, most so the important virus thing comes and to, goes by itself yes yes oh, okay. virus comes and goes you know it, it, it normally uh, you know uh, uh spend its normal 
course of duration for viruses generally when you mm-hmm. have flu when you have mm-hmm. you know any chest infection that's caused by virus no matter yeah. the amount of things that you take they okay. don't work for them you just have to wait for the virus to complete its course and that's why it's very important not to just use antibiotics anyhow a lot of people just oh i have chest i have cough i have this and then the next thing they start taking antibiotics it doesn't work that way mm. because this is virus and antibiotics do not work for viruses okay mm. so that's okay. how it is now okay that's that's good to know um for people who have um you know underlying conditions medical conditions like myself i had with with me going into hospital it was a bit more serious because i have um, a, a health condition which meant that you know I could be you know um, very vulnerable to the virus so for people okay. for people who have um, underlying health conditions and who still think that you know the virus is not there like what do you have to say to them um, for people who have underlying health condition um, Maybe let me let me let me let me analyze what this health condition might mean so that people will actually understand what we mean by underlying health condition. Okay. okay. It's not only underlying health conditions, it may be the normal, you know, normal process of life. Like mm. for example, age. Age is not an underlying medical condition, but it's a normal process of life. So once you have crossed the age of like 50 years, you are more prone to having more severe form of infection. And this risk is actually greatest by the time you are about the age of 85 years. So age is a factor. So the older you become or the older you are, then the higher the chances of you having a more severe form of infection. Pregnant women as well. Mm. It's, not, it's not a medical condition per se. Some, you know, it's, it's just a physiologic process that happened yeah. when you got pregnant. But being pregnant is also a risk factor for having a more severe form of condition. And then we have the medical conditions on one side conditions like cancer people who have chronic kidney disease people who have um, chronic lung disease such as copd people who are asthmatic people who have um, pulmonary intention i mean uh, uh, hypertension people who have neurological conditions i'm talking about people that have brain and spinal cord conditions diabetes hypertension um, coronary artery disease HIV positive people, people who have liver diseases, overweight people, and people who are obese. There are a lot of them, sickle cell disease and smokers. In fact, smoking is is one of the factors that have been, been pointed to be a very, very important factor in determining some of this, um, uh, in, the, in determining the outcome of, uh, of having coronavirus, okay? Wow. If you currently smoke, this most important thing is to quit. And yeah. if you used to smoke, it's better you don't start again. Because once you smoke, the higher the chances of you having a more severe form of being admitted into the ICU mm. or being of, 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 of dying from coronavirus yeah. is about five times. Okay. So wow. these are what we mean by underlying health conditions. And these are the people that the government have already rolled out the vaccines for during the first um, yeah uh the first line so it's better that these people get the vaccine the first dose and the second dose yeah the first dose is given irrespective of whichever vaccine you want to take either Pfizer or 
Oxford or Moderna, anyone. Uh-huh. They are all very effective. Get the first dose, and then three to twelve weeks after the first dose, you get a second dose. Second dose. It can help these people, yeah. and uh, it's also very important that these people do not are not the only one that are supposed to take this vaccine. The people around them should take it. Has, should take the vaccine as well. Because what's the point in vaccinating? these people and then the people around still come back home mm. with the virus and then infect but you, you know, know you know with with the flu with the flu vaccine i take the flu vaccine every year i know not everybody around me take you know the flu vaccine every year yes. and the kids yeah. at school they take it every year but they still come yes. back home with the flu so are you is it is it like similar with that because i mean a lot i, I can't you i mean they can't force people to you know take this thing but is it mm-hmm. is it similar in the sense that people can decide not to take it, but they can still mm-hmm. spread it? And when yes. and when they spread it, those people that have the that have taken the vaccine, they can still catch it. Yes, they can still catch it. Yes, um, the flu vaccine actually is a little bit different from this one because right. the flu vaccine that I roll out every year, they are different. The ones rolled out last year is different from the ones rolled out this year. Really? Or that would roll out this year. Yes, they are all different oh. because they, they are they are based on predictions of the type of viruses. I see. That will be present at that time. So that's why it is every year. Whereas the, oh. this COVID nineteen vaccine is not definitely not going to be every year. Okay. It's just a vaccine just for a, a virus one, that had been identified. One time thing. Exactly, one time. So for the That's flu true. vaccine, we don't know which one exactly. So we just make right. an assessment of which one is likely to oh, be around this true. year. And then people oh. are vaccinated against that particular strain of virus. I didn't know okay? that. So um having said that, um when people get a vaccine. The things, the factors that determine your response to the vaccine, there are many. One of them is the level of immunity. Okay. Mm. Because what this vaccine does basically is that when it's injected in the upper arm, it's expected that your body picks up this vaccine and then produces its own antibodies. Right. Against that particular against that particular virus for which that vaccine is made. When your body produces antibodies, then when you now have a, a, a live virus, when you now when you now have the virus of that particular vaccine coming into your body, your body has really produced its antibodies against that virus, and then it can fight against that virus. So that's how vaccine works basically. So it's not as if the vaccine is actually the one fighting the virus for you. No, mm. it's your body that's actually fighting it. Okay. The vaccine is just telling your body to produce what it needs to fight that virus. So when when the virus comes, your body will be ready for it. You'll be ready for it. That's what the vaccine does, basically. But however, it's not everybody that have this ability. Okay? We have different levels of immunity. People that have cancer, for example, they have reduced immunity. Okay? People that have HIV, they have reduced immunity. They have Mm. very elderly people, they have reduced immunity. Mm -hmm. So you you do not expect that the same response that a 20-year-old man who is healthy who doesn't have any underlying medical condition the level of response that is going to have to a particular vaccine will be the same 
as an 85-year-old woman who has mm. breast cancer. So you, you get it now, okay? Yeah. So being vaccinated does not mean you are actually immune. It just means that you have a better chance of protection. Oh. That's what it means, basically. So even if people are vaccinated, it doesn't mean that everybody will have the same level of protection. At some point, a lot of people will still come down with this um, uh, infection. But the good thing is that people who are already vaccinated will, prob- will probably have a less severe form of that infection right? compared to people who are never vaccinated at all. I see. So it's that very important, sense. irrespective of whether you have a medical condition or not, it's better to just take these vaccines. So it gives you a chance, mm. okay, peradventure in the nearest future if you have this infection, either you don't even have it at all, or even if you have it, then you are able to fight it to a, to a level. Maybe you just have headache, fever, and then you'll be able to manage it at home rather than having a severe form and then you end up in the ICU or, God forbid, dying. Yeah. So that's how it works. Yeah. Okay. So response to the vaccine will depend on your immune system okay. to produce the antibodies. Okay? Just to just to conclude on, on the final point, um, one of my friends, she, she used to live here in the UK. Then she relocated to Nigeria and you know then there's this covid thing she she called me i think she called me last week or so and she was a bit skeptical about taking the the vaccine in nigeria she wanted to come over to the uk to take it she was asking questions like she's not sure if she should take it and all these things and she only had a week off work so there's no way she could have left to come here to take it and then go back because of all the you know all the protocols surrounding the, the the covid thing so what are you going to say to people who are there in nigeria who are like a bit scared you know they don't want to take it because they feel like the government are doing something or there's a there's this thing i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i mean i told her to take it she should come back for she should come back to the uk for the second dose if she wants but she has to take it because she too she has and she has a, a medical condition which means that she's vulnerable okay yeah so what were you going to say to like you know people like my friend who a bit skeptical she also she also mentioned something like are you sure it's the vaccine are you sure the governor not just saying that (laughs) yes i i understand where she's coming from there have been a lot of conspiracy theory in court about this vaccine a lot of people have said a lot of things that you know, this COVID vaccine will alter our DNA. Yeah. And then they want to make us into a genetically modifiable organisms. Mm-hmm. People said, oh, this COVID vaccine, they are just implanting microchips into people so that they can track our movement. Yes. People said a lot of things. They said the Spanish flu was responsible. The vaccine, the Spanish flu vaccine was responsible for 50 million deaths in 1918. Wow. A lot of people saying things just to scare people from taking these vaccines. Mm-hmm. And it's quite pitiable that the people who are in the front line of this conspiracy theory are people we actually respect in the society. Wow. You know, leaders, religious leaders, you know, people who, who have control of, you know, a lot of people. Mm. But it's unfortunate, these things are not true, okay? These vaccines, while I will not say they are 100% safe, because nothing in life is 100% safe, okay? But they have been proven to be safe enough, okay, for administration. 
in Nigeria, I know the vaccine that's been in circulation, I think is the AstraZeneca. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. That was the one that, that, that's in, in circulation in Nigeria now. So, I think the government at some point came out and told people, yes, and there's um, coronavirus in the country and then they're getting a lot of money from somewhere, somewhere, I don't know. And then a lot of people were like, okay, if you say that it's coronavirus, how come during some, at, at, at a point in time, a lot of people came out and then they started, you know, uh, having doubt about the existence of this coronavirus. Look at the isolation centers. How many people are there anymore? The reason is because in Nigeria, there is no organization, okay? And like I pointed out earlier, a lot of people actually are actually having this virus. It's either they are not showing the symptoms or they've mistaken their symptoms for something else, like malaria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And mm-hmm. the population of Nigeria is actually a very young population, okay? It's not like in the mm-hmm. developed countries where we have an older population so that's yeah. why you see a lot of more deaths in the developed countries where they have older population compared to in the developing countries where they have a very young population so, so most of these young it doesn't popul- matter sorry it doesn't matter where we are we can just take it yes it doesn't, it doesn't matter yeah. where we are we need to take this vaccine it's very important that we take this vaccine it right. just is the right thing to do mm. it's a moral obligation not just for ourselves Okay. but for people around us if you don't take this vaccine because you are healthy because you feel you don't have any underlying condition then i would say maybe you are selfish because you are going to interact with somebody somewhere yeah. who has an underlying medical condition exactly. and then you can affect you can yeah. affect that person so even if you don't take it for yourself because you feel you you are okay you are healthy please do it for the vulnerable um, people who are medically vulnerable out there yeah. that need to be protected against this virus. So the AstraZeneca vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine, Moderna vaccine, whichever one you decide to take, please, it's very important to take a complete course, which yeah. is two doses of this vaccine. And the, the symptoms, okay. well, the symptoms when I took the vaccine, the symptoms I got was just um, headache and a bit of fever and it lasts for only two days. Yes, well, yeah, that's the commonest. Yeah, that's yeah. the commonest um, symptom that people have tiredness, mm. you know, pain at, in, at the injection site. A lot of people complain yeah. of pain at the injection site, muscle pain sometimes, joint pain. But the symptoms usually resolve within a few days. Yeah, but so mine uh, very few people, days. sorry, very few people can have allergic reaction. So it's very important if you have had any allergic re- reaction to any other vaccine in the past. So it's very important to let the health workers know before you go ahead with the vaccine. Okay. So would there be any would there be anybody that's going to be exempt from this? Like you just mentioned, people that 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 are allergic, would they be exempt from taking this thing? Yes, people who who have had allergic reactions in the past. Okay. Allergic reaction, like you know, severe what we call anaphylaxis. Some of them may even not be able to breathe. They have swelling all over their lips and then they end up in the ICU just because of taking vaccine. So I these see. are the kind of people we are talking about. So if you have had any serious allergic reaction in the past to any vaccine, yeah. So okay. it's very important to let the health workers know and then they will know what to do, you know, to protect you from okay. having it again. Right. So guys, you heard that you need to take the vaccine, not just for yourself, but for people who are vulnerable as well. Um, 
thank you so much Allah for coming like I know you're very busy <laughs> so, <laughs> so thank you for doing this thank, thank you. you for having me and yeah, thank you fun. guys for listening um, your comments are welcome you can put comments out there you know tell us your opinions and what you think 